Welcome to Say Hi to Your Pets, the podcast about stuff. My name is Edmund. I was just looking at my waveforms here. I'm going to lower it a little bit. I'm using the MXL 990, which is a, I believe is a pretty good slash decent microphone and probably overpowered uh, for the podcast type but it's the one that's in front of me so that's what's going to happen you're probably even going to more so hear my constant because i i don't know i do that when i speak i do that when i'm nervous i do that when i'm relaxed and a lot of my mouth noises too i don't know what to tell you i i could go downstairs and switch out the mics but i'm not going to also I recorded this episode a couple weeks ago, an hour's worth, talking about GOTG V3, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and I don't know what happened to it. I tried to... I'm using Audacity. It's free. I, I thought I saved it. I am using this, like, external SSD drive and I, I don't know what happened maybe it disconnected in the middle but when I go back to the folder and the original file it says that file has 1,260,480 kilobytes of data in it the audacity project file and when I click on it nothing it's like we can't read the file I'm like bitch read it and it uh it won't so i i talked about the movie nowhere and i talked about all you uh gotg v3 i talked about a variety of stuff and now it's just gone to the ether of the world it's just gone not that anyone would miss it including me although <coughs> i just coughed i'm sorry um i'll just tell you one of the things that i remembered for some reason, I remember the word apartif. And I said, if you, if you are the type of person to say the word apartif to me, I would want to punch you square in the mouth. And don't even get me started on digestif. I don't, I don't even know if that's how you pronounce these words. But that hour is gone. No sense in talking about it too much, even though I've been talking about it for three minutes. But it's just gone. Um, today is October 14th, 2023. Yesterday was Friday the 13th. This week, I don't know if how I don't know how much I want to talk about work, but it was a very busy week at work, and um, I usually work four days out of the week, and I worked six days. This there's my dog. I worked six days this week, and all days were practically 10 hours plus. Well, 10 hours. Let's just say 10 hours. And it's just, it sucks. It's tiring. It's exhausting. And I don't know if it's worth it. Obviously, I'm going to get paid, but there's some weird things. Like, if you're listening to this right now and you know anything about California payroll, I want you to reach out to me. Um, 
if you were, let's say, here's the scenario. If you work 32 regular hours, and then you work eight over, you have eight hours of overtime pay. So that's 40 hours so far total for the week. I'll repeat it. You work 32 regular hours and eight hours overtime. Where do the additional hours fall under? You would think it would fall under OT because you are now past the 40-hour mark. But my additional hours were falling into the regular hours. And they kept telling me, no, it falls in, you know, you get to two hours of overtime per day because you passed eight hours. But you don't get the weekly overtime until you pass 40 regular hours. It didn't make sense to me. It sounded like bullshit, if I'm being honest. I tried to read up on it online, and there's no clear answer, but I saw a few sources that said um, companies are are not obligated to double count. So 40, you get overtime past eight hour, eight regular hours in the day, and then any hours past 40 regular hours past the week. It's a stupid loophole. It doesn't make any sense. And I believe in the past, I've, I have seen on the paycheck, um, once you pass 40 hours, whether those hours are regular or overtime, you get the overtime rate. I don't know. I'm exhausted. It's so stupid. Today, Saturday, is the only off day I have. And then I'm back to work tomorrow, Sunday. And it's back to the shithole I go. Um, I don't even know what to talk about. I'm tired. You know, I I had stuff I wanted to talk about. One was everyone's losing their goddamn mind over the, the Israel incident event, whatever you want to call it. And also, um, I wanted to talk about the, the, uh, personal development personal development shit that i've been reading up on let me just briefly talk about this israeli stuff i th- i think okay everyone is losing their goddamn mind online on social media and i i wish i didn't want i didn't want to talk about it i i don't want to talk about it i don't think anyone wants to talk about it but they feel obligated to or it is what's happening in the world um Everyone has their different opinions on how to approach this. I personally think the best, the best, best, I think the best, smartest solution is to just take a moment, like a personal moment of silence and meditation and just everyone needs to shut the fuck up just for a moment just to collect themselves to 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 think do i want to address this do i want to post anything about it do i want to talk about it or not and i think people need to realize that not talking about it is a perfectly valid option and it doesn't mean that they are complicit it doesn't mean that they 
they approve of the violence or, or, or they don't. People are losing their goddamn mind. Um, I personally hate the phrase, Sil- your silence is deafening. I don't, I don't, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Definite silence can't be deafening. Um, you know, I, 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 I went to, I had a doctor's appointment yesterday and I did it this morning. I went in for labs and there, there was a bunch of people in the waiting room and it's like 15, 20 strangers sitting down in silence, not talking to each other. And that that's the real world. You go into a room where, where you have to be like a, a laboratory waiting room and everyone's respectful of each other, but they're not talking to each other because why would you? And if it does come up, you, you're, you're friendly, you're kind, you're respectful. I, I kept thinking like if someone dropped something, every, someone would offer to pick it up. If someone forgot their phone, someone would say, hey, you forgot your phone, blah, blah, blah. And I, 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 there is a psychology. Why are people respectful in person and not online? None of us talk to each other. None of us know each other's politics. None of us know what each other's thoughts on the the incident going on, the Israeli Hamas, Palestine, Palestine incident. Because frankly, it's it's none of anyone's business. We're here to, to get our fucking labs done. Who, who? Some of us are probably dying. Some of us are fine. We're just here to do our business and then go home to our separate lives. And that's the real world. Everyone goes to Target. Maybe you make small talk. Hopefully you don't. And you just go to Target to get the groceries or whatever school supplies you need. You you pay for it and you go home. That's the real world. You go online, after, especially after something like this happens, everyone needs to insert their opinion. And they're like, uh, uh, actually, actually, that's not true. Actually, this is true. I don't know what to believe anymore. Even, even people I know, like, trust, and admire, they have an, a strong opinion on this. Doesn't mean they're right, but they have a strong opinion on it. And you have a thousand people with their comments. And I don't know if they're right. And everyone has a different opinion. And when you think about it, everyone's opinion, like they have the opinion for a a reason. They have their perspective for a reason. No one wants to talk at each other. They want to, no one wants to talk to each other. They just want to talk at each other and yell at each other. No one's getting their point across it. And it's just a never-ending spiral of of negativity and anger and, and gross emotions. So rather than say your silence is deafening, I think you should say silence is golden. Everybody needs to shut the fuck up. Um, again, I can't get over in that laboratory. Like no one was saying anything to each other and it was beautiful because we don't know each other and our business is not anyone else's business. And I don't like 
people think that if if it doesn't happen online, it's it's not happening. People people think if you don't post about it, you're not thinking it, you're not affected by it, you're not feeling it, you don't have an opinion on it. It's like if I give a million dollars to a homeless person and don't post about it or don't tell anyone, it's they think oh it didn't happen. Well, you need to post it. You need to post. You need to tell someone for it to actually have happened. You have to post it online so everyone knows that it happened. If I if I donate to charity, like oh, it only counts if you post it online. Your silence is deafening. What if I don't use social media in that way? I I don't know. It's like um, I I keep having these negative thoughts like. Oh, this horrible incident happened. What should we do? Uh, maybe we should tweet about it. That that'll solve it. Uh, maybe I should post a um, a black square or or uh, a picture of a candle or the Israelite flag. That'll do my part. Uh, that'll cure what's happening. It's all bullshit. Um, what else did I want to say? Your silence is deafening. That that phrase needs to die. That phrase... I mean, I I have people I follow that I, I like. And they just... They just keep posting to their story over and over again. It's like, no, 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 actually, this is true. Actually, that's not true. Da, da, da. You're not getting your point across. You need to get off social media. You, you are going to drive yourself insane. No one's going to read your story and be like, oh, I never thought about it that way. Do you remember like five years ago? The Stop Asian Hate. It's like, I, I want to make a post being like, you know, the, this country was uh, built on racism. But f- racism is finally over. You want to know why? Because someone started the Stop Asian Hate hashtag. That uh, that actually stopped. That was the final nail in the coffin to racism. We're all cured now. Thank you, whoever started the hashtag. And no one, of course, now no one gives a fuck about Asian racism. No one's talking about it. It's still happening. Social media just finds this way to, to stroke everyone's ego and everyone is trying to kill each other metaphorically online like no one's i've talked about it long enough um and there's my dog again there's my dog callie she likes to bark i i was talking about personal development i'm just i'm i'm, I'm tired i'll just take it i'm tired because i i mentioned it five times already but I uh, I recorded an hour of this last time, and it's just gone. I, I'm worried. Maybe I should pause this and, and save it. Okay, I saved it. Hopefully, that makes a difference. Um, Alexa just made a sound. I, I don't think I um, ordered anything. Maybe that's uh, the FBI. They, they heard what I said on this podcast, and they're, they're not outside the door ready to get me i'm just gonna get to the um the movies because i i'm tired and 
I could I could tell by the sound of my voice I'm exhausted. But I'm always exhausted. I actually went to the doctor because I feel exhausted all the time. And she told me she her attitude was like she she said, "What are your thoughts on this? Why do you think you you're feeling fatigue all the time?" I feel like she wanted to say, "Oh, you're working 6-hour weeks at Amazon and your schedule is 3 a.m. to 1:30 p.m." And your job consists of lifting heavy boxes for 10 hours a day. And you're wondering why you're tired all the time. She didn't say that exact, exactly, but she might She might as well have. Um, okay, so I watched Nowhere. My wife picked it, Netflix. A 2023 Catalan. I don't know where Catalan is, so let's let's look at that briefly. Known in the Valencian community and Carche as Valencian is a Western Romance. La okay, this is talking about the language. I'm not looking for the language. I thought I thought Catalan meant country. It's it's taking me to the language Wikipedia page. Um. Okay, I'm wasting too much time. Directed by Albert Pinto. Albert Pinto. From a screenplay by Ernest Riera, Miguel Ruz, Indiana Lista, Cian Winslow, and Teresa Rosendoy. Uh, one of these is not like the other. Cian Winslow is a distant cousin of Eddie Winslow, but I'm um, Ching. Stars Anna Castillo alongside Tamar Novas. Anna Castillo, I, I wasn't familiar with her, but she she's a beautiful gal. Um, I made a joke in the middle of this movie to my wife. I said, um, spoiler alert for the movie Nowhere. But um, she, they could have put, they could have made her a little, a little more unkempt. If she's been alone, floating in this container, pregnant in the middle of the ocean for, for days. And, and she still looks like she's made up and beautiful. Anyway, um, so this movie, I enjoyed this movie. I think my wife enjoyed the movie. It affected her. Spoiler alert, in the middle of it, she um, takes a bite of a placental sack, of her own placental sack. I'm not sure if that's the ter exact terminology, but there you have it. So basically, in the in the beginning of the movie... It feels dystopian, but at the same time, it feels like this is something that could be happening and is probably happening right now So, um, in many places around the world. But this husband, wife, or boyfriend, girlfriend, the girlfriend's pregnant, he's trying to take her away from this. According to the Wikipedia page, it says totalitarian government. So they kind of, they illegally kind of take a ride on this container. Um, and there's a bunch of pregnant women on it. They're trying to escape. And, you know, I couldn't help but feel sim um, similarities to Schindler's List. You know, that type, that type of thing. I know Schindler's List is very, very based on a true story. 
Um, but again, this like might as well be. That's how it feels like. And you know, very soon after the boy, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife gets separated, and um, it says significant other. So they get separated, and then the bad guys come in and kill everyone except her. She she climbs aboard. She climbs and hides in like a bunch of boxes or whatever. She hides. So they kill everyone else and she survives. And then the container eventually gets to like, it basically falls off a truck, falls into the ocean. And so she's alone in the middle of the ocean on a floating container by herself, pregnant. And so I I can, you know, this also made me think of gravity, you know, story of survival. And I enjoyed the movie, but there's a lot of suspension of disbelief or whatever the phrase is that you have to get by. Because I personally lose my will to live on a daily basis. Just like I don't want to deal with the shit anymore. I don't want to drive into work. And so you have to kind of suspend your disbelief throughout the whole movie. Because you're going to have to believe that, again, this pregnant woman alone in a floating container in the middle of the ocean somehow didn't lose her will to live. Although she did, you know, she did contemplate suicide a few times. She brings, I believe, a knife to her wrist a couple times throughout the movie so at least they acknowledge it yeah she wants to quit this and eventually she she has the baby and again you 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 wonder immediately i I wonder why she tucked that placental sack in one of the many tupperwares in the container that must be a, a foreshadowing. And, you know, she, she goes through her, her her very limited food supplies. And then she figures out how to catch fish. She's eating fish. She's eating placental sacs. She's breastfeeding her um, child. And, spoiler alert, at the end of the movie, she gets rescued. According to Wikipedia, um on a boat near Ireland. So I thought it was good. I thought it was effective. Like maybe this would uh, conjure similarities with Bird Box. My favorite podcast, We'll See You in Hell, hated Bird Box. I I really liked Bird Box, as did my wife. I saw that there was a sequel. I, I have not seen the sequel. So... I don't know. You you either get on board with the movie or not. And me and my wife got on board with it and we enjoyed ourselves. Although, I mean, we haven't mentioned it or talked about it. So like most things, we probably watched it, enjoyed it much, and then forgot about it. Ana Castillo. Um, pretty lady. Let's move on to GOTG V3. I'm only at the 23 minute mark, but whatever. So let me quickly go through my GOTG um, history. The first one. 
I like it fine. I I don't know why um I don't know why I don't love it. I know a lot of people love that movie. And it's con- it's like considered one of the better Marvel movies. And to me it feels a lot like Cowboy Bebop and Cowboy Bebop's one of my favorite things that has been ever created. The anime. I have to make that very clear. The 26 episode anime. And, you know, you have this, whatever you want, whatever phrase you want to use, ragtag, I guess, group of people that don't like each other, don't want to come together as a group, but they get together. So in Cowboy Bebop, it's, you got the two partners, Spike Spiegel, who's like a excellent marksman and excellent martial artist. And then you have his partner, Jet Black, who's like an ex-cop. And they both have their mysterious backstories. And then comes along Faye Valentine, who has a mysterious past of her own as well. And she's kind of a thief and a swindler. And it reminds me a lot of uh, Christina Hendricks' character. I think her name's Sapphire in Firefly. And Firefly is obviously similar to Cowboy Bebop as well. Um, then you got this data dog, Ayn, and Ed, who's like this little girl, I think, but who's like a genius. So you have these five characters that come together in un- unlikely circumstances, and they don't, they don't really want to be together. They just come together to, you know, for their own personal gains, but... They wouldn't necessarily call each other friends. They're just kind of... It's it's the least corny thing I've seen probably ever. I, that's why I love it so much. It's it's cool. It's the epitome of cool. I don't know if I use the word epitome correctly. but So Guardians of the Galaxy is a very similar thing. You have Star-Lord who's this... I, I don't know how to describe him. He's just this goofy quote-unquote leader, I guess. He's not necessarily a strong leader, but he has a good heart. I don't know, but he's goofy. And then you have Gamora, who's this, um, I don't know, she's a fierce warrior and daughter somehow to one of the most treacherous leaders, dictators, blah, blah, blah. I I, I don't know if she's an actual daughter or she's probably adopted, I think. He killed uh, her. I think the story was Thanos killed uh, the whole village or whatever and then took her away. And then you got Rocket Raccoon and Groot, who are like partners. I don't know how they got together. Even after watching three, I, w- I would think they would at least hint to the story of how they got together. But you have Groot, who's like this, uh, I don't even know, a, a tree creature who keeps growing no matter how many times he gets destroyed. Rocket Raccoon, whose backstory gets delved into much so in this story. And then Drax the Destroyer, who's a, a, a kind of an idiot, but he's a great fighter, and um, his family gets killed. So they get together in that first movie. And I've watched it a couple times. I want to say two or three times, and I like it a little bit more each time, but I don't love it. Maybe if I watched it another time, I would love it. I'm not sure what it is. And I 
But I did think it was impressive that James Gunn was able to take these four or five characters that no one has ever heard of. Like, I had never heard of Guardians of the Galaxy in 2000. I don't know what year that was. Um, let's see. Do, 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 do. Um, 2014. I'd never heard of them. And they, they, at least for me, and I'm not a huge comic book dude, but at least you've, for many, many years, you've, you had heard of Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Hulk, but I had never heard of Guardians of the Galaxy. And I remember seeing the, the trailer for it. I'm like, who's going to watch that? The, 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 I mean, it, it looks kind of cool, looks kind of funny, but... I mean, that movie's going to bomb. And then I was very wrong. And then now, in 2023, Guardians of the Galaxy is... uh, Household name is maybe... I don't know if that's the right term, but... um, They're well-known now. On par with an Iron Man. Maybe even more so. I, I don't know. So I thought that was impressive. But... I didn't love Guardians of the Galaxy. And there is that there I mean it is a Disney movie at this point or not even at this point. It is a Disney movie. So there is that corny line that Racket Raccoon does. He goes, "I know, Groot. I know they're the only friends that we've had in a very long time." Like they they insert the heart in there, and I know they have to, but so one is fine. It's I liked it the most out of all three of them, for sure. Second one comes along. I've seen it once in theaters. And I don't remember much about it, but I remember parts of it were whack. And what I mean by that is the scene that I thought was freaking whack was when Kurt Russell, like he conjures a ball of energy and he throws it back and forth with Star-Lord. And... I would think that it was supposed to be played for laughs or as a goof, but it's slow motion as if they're throwing a football back and forth. And I remember turning to my wife and going, what the fuck? Because I think they were actually really trying to make that a um, a heartfelt moment. And it did not hit me in that way. I just thought it was a weird, really a weird kind of clunky moment, like, that was, I don't what the heck was that? And then I don't remember much about the rest of the movie. I, I will say I did like the ending because they did hit an emotional arc between Yondu and Star-Lord. And I I re, I remember getting a little glassy-eyed, teary-eyed at the end when they were playing the firework when they were playing when they're shooting off the fireworks because Yandu, spoiler alert, dies. And enough for me to pre-order the steel book, which I don't even think I opened still to this day. But um so GOTG two I should have rewatched one and two in preparation for three, but I didn't. So there you have it. 
So two, I, I, I personally think a significant step down from one, even though I didn't love one. Although they did hit a good emotional beat at the end with Yondu. So we get to three, and for some reason this year, well, me and my wife have watched pr- pretty much all of the movies. For some reason, we can't get ourselves to the theaters to see Ant-Man movies. I brought her to see Ant-Man 1 in 3D. And I told her, like, hey, we're... I remember not wanting to see Ant-Man in the theater, the first one. And I was like, finally, I was like, fine, we'll go watch it. Let's get 3D tickets. And I didn't love Ant-Man in the theaters. I was like, this movie can't figure out if it wants to be an action or comedy movie. And that was the first one to my recollection. Because now they're all comedies. But before, they used to be pretty good action movies with a couple comedic moments sprinkled in. But now they're all comedies, which I don't care for. Um, Sorry, I have a burping issue um i didn't i didn't i don't i don't like the humor i i'm not a big fan of it um so i watched ant-man didn't love it we did not see ant-man 2 in the theaters um and then now to this day we haven't seen ant-man 3 we something about it we just we'll probably watch it eventually but I did cancel our Disney Plus subscription recently. Um, you know, we, my wife and I are pretty decent Disney fans, her more so than I. And um, we went to the D23 Expo a while ago when they first announced D- Disney Plus. And they're like, hey. <laughs> they were like hey if you sign up for three years in advance we'll give you this founders pin (laughs) i think that was the deal and being all excited i was like sign me up bitch give me that pin i could not tell you where that pin is today i have no idea This room that I'm recording in looks like a hoarder's house. In addition to my car and many other parts of this fine establishment I call a a humble abode. And so I don't remember how much it was. I think it was a significant discount. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I don't remember. The three years went up and I, I don't remember how much it was, but... It was like 10.99 recently, 10.99 per, per month, which is not not a bad deal I think. Although I think it's it is the attitude of these people who say it's not a bad deal and then eventually it's like 59.99 per month. This is still not not a bad deal and like if too many people say that I mean that's how these companies thrive and that's how the humans people die from depression and um bankruptcy so i got this email saying hey 
hey Disney Plus we're we're increasing it to thirteen ninety nine per month. And in the email, they didn't mention that it's going from ten ninety nine per month. They just say we're increasing it to thirteen ninety nine per month. So I text my wife. I'm like, "Do you want to renew Disney Plus?" She's like, "Nah, we do, we barely use it." And then that that was before I told her how much it was going to be. I t- and then I told her it used to be ten ninety nine, and now it's thirteen ninety nine, and. And then more so, she was like, yeah, nah, we don't need it. We don't want... Although we did watch Guardians of the Galaxy 3 on Disney+, Plus, but that was the last one we watched, and then we pulled the plug. I actually think we still have it until November something before the subscription relapses. I don't know if that's the right term. Expires. But, um... So we're done with D+. What the hell was I talking about? Ant-Man. Um, Ant-Man 3. Uh, I, I lost that train of thought. But let's move on to Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I just hit the mic and according to the waveform it was registered. Um, so I like GOTG 3. Okay, I liked it fine. Um, let's see. I, d- I didn't love it. I-, I will say right off the bat, I mentioned it already. The-, the comedy, I didn't laugh much at the movie. And the-, the laughter to jokes in the movie ratio was very low. Um, it's I don't know, James Gunn. I think he's funny, but I don't, I don't laugh much at his stuff. Maybe it's James Gunn. I I haven't really seen his stuff outside of a Disney or a DC setting. So, I don't know. Maybe he's a talented guy. Maybe he's more of an R-rated guy. I, I don't know. But I, I didn't laugh much at this movie. You know, th- there was an extended elevator scene... That I really was like, man, this this scene is going on way too long and I'm not laughing. Um, I'll tell you one moment where I did laugh is when they were on the Utopia world with all the animal aliens. And they were driving around and they were looking in the alleyways. And there was one, there was one bully animal alien beating up a bunch of younger ones, whatever. And then there was one giving drugs. And that made me laugh because it was kind of a dark commentary. Like, even if you make a utopian world, it's just as shitty as the real Earth world. So I thought that was funny. But other than that, meh. Um, Let me say one thing that I don't like about this movie. So I understand that a lot of directors do this. Like, a lot of, act- a lot of directors... They like to use the same actors. And I get it. I understand it. Um, Tarantino did did a lot. He did a lot with um, Leonardo DiCaprio. Leo was in Django Unchained. He was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Those are the only two that I can think of. Scorsese did it with De Niro. A bunch of movies. And then uh, DiCaprio as well. 
and so I get I I understand that people do that, but what annoyed me in this, like straight off the bat, in the credits, by the way, we'll see you in hell. Joe DeRosa hates Marvel movies, but he he gave a pretty glowing review of Guardians of the Galaxy three. He really enjoyed it, and even though I didn't love GOTG V three, I it's it's an uh, a refreshing kind of change of pace when he talks about a movie a marvel movie that he liked so that was interesting i thought so in the opening credits of this movie i recognized a bunch of names um that kind of annoyed me and then i i understand like well if that annoys you it's that's your own shit and i get that but whatever um, so Linda Cardellini, I don't know if she was in the opening credits, but I don't, I don't know why she had to play a voice in this movie because she's al- already Laura Barton in past MCU media, according to this Wikipedia page, even though I liked her character, Lila, and she did a good job. She, she hit that emotional part. Well, I don't understand why she needed to play this part where it could have been any number of act like there's a lot of actors <laughs> there's a lot of actors out there who who want to work and I don't understand why you give this part to Linda Cardellini even though she did a good job. Sylvester Stallone, I I know he I think he was in a Guardians movie before he was in James Gunn's Suicide Squad, but the double dipping is a little weird for me. Um, let's see. Michael Rosenbaum, I, I didn't recognize him in this movie. But I'm trying to look at other names that bothered me. Um, come on, self. You can do this. Okay, Jennifer Holland, actually in the previous episode, you can hear me, like, I, I was really complaining hard about Jennifer Holland, like, because she's playing a similar role. I remember her from Suicide Squad and Peacemaker, and she was playing a similar role in this movie, kind of like an, almost like an administrative thing, administrative role. And I'm like, why does she have to be in both movies? And then in the previous episode, I looked it up, and I'm like, spouse james gunn oh i wonder how she got that part um so i i i I guess the double dipping just kind of annoyed me and then judy greer plays war pig and she was in the ant-man movies um pete davidson is in is this a small role there was one, Yura, um, I'm blanking on her name. I don't know why she's not in here in the credits and the Wikipedia page. But she played the character of Yura. Why isn't she on this thing? Um, this is going to bother me. Hold on, I'm going to look at it. James Gunn, where's the Suicide Squad? 
I got to hear the Suicide Squad. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. Daniela Melchior. Beautiful gal. Why why does she have to um, double dip between Suicide Squad and Guardians of the Galaxy 3? Uh, it's just weird to me. Again, there's 80 billion actors out there. There's 80 billion actors. Some of them are bad, of course. We'll, I'll give you that. A bunch of actors are terrible, of course. But there's a bunch of good actors, too, who want to work. So I don't know why you need to cast these actors who were in the other company, like DC movie. Also, in the last episode that I recorded that was lost, um, <laughs> they're remaking Roadhouse. I, I found this out last time because I was looking at Daniela Melchior's Wikipedia page. And it is a reimagining of the 1989 film of the same name. I believe it gave us the infamous quote, Pain Don't Hurt, starring Patrick Swayze. Directed by Doug Lyman, um, starring Jake Gyllenhaal as Elwood Dalton. An ex-UFC middleweight fighter ends up working at a roadhouse in the Florida Keys where not things are not as they seem. I, I don't think... Was he a UFC fighter uh, in the original? I'm going to go ahead and say I don't think so. He's a... Prof- James Dalton is a professional cooler. I don't know what that is. With a mysterious past. So the original, he had a mysterious past. In the new one... In the upcoming film, they're already describing him as an ex-UFC middleweight fighter. Also, I don't understand why um, Conor McGregor is an actor now. Hey, look, if, if I was a fighter and got paid for getting my face punched in and my blood spilt on the mat... And I was able to parlay that into being an action uh, movie star and to get paid for, you know, not be putting my face and body on the line. I would do it in a heartbeat, but I don't I don't really understand how being a fighter can automatically make you an actor. Doesn't really make sense to me. Um, Anyway, where was I? Back to GOTGV3. As far as the movie goes, I already mentioned the comedy. I didn't like it. Um, I did love the the emotional aspects of it. And I was thinking about this. Um, like, if you've seen the Pitch Perfect, P- Pitch Perfect movies, Pitch Perfect 1 was really good. I really liked it a lot. Pitch Perfect 2 was fine, but a drop-off from the first one. Especially when they replaced the hilarious Asian character with this Hispanic character. like, And I only say that just to differentiate the character descriptions. But the Asian character was hilarious. And the Hispanic one, they I don't blame the actor. 
the actress the, the writing was just off like that character was not funny to me anyway um that really bothered me about the second one and then the third one it was almost like the writers were like fuck it we're making a third one let's just go completely off the wall and make the third one ridiculous ridiculous and they did and i i thought it was pretty fun and I thought that Guardians of the Galaxy 3 would have been a thousand times better if they just made it a full action drama and cut out all the comedy. I know they would never do that because um, Guardians of the Galaxy, it's known for being lighter than the rest and funnier and quirkier and weirder than the rest. And I get that. But it it would have almost been kind of like a what the fuck, let's just make it an action drama and and just cut out all the comedy and make it super emotional. And the emotional parts were great in this movie. I liked it a lot. Rocket, Raccoon's a very interesting, cool character. And his backstory is wonderful. And as soon as I saw the, you know, the four the four of them when he was younger, the four characters that experimented on animals. I, uh, spoiler alert, I knew they were going to die because we've never heard from them in Guardians 1 or 2. It's it's almost like, spoiler alert, Rogue One, which I always want to call Rogue Galaxy, starring Wilfredell of Boys, Boy Meets World fame. Um, in Rogue One, like you, you, you don't. I've never heard of any of these characters, and they're the the ragtag team that delivers the Death Star plans to whoever to Princess Leia. And so I, you know, they're all gonna die, and that's how I felt about these four animals. And I, I also felt that moment when Lila was gonna die because it. He opened the door, and then there's this moment where, like, I can't believe we're free. Um, interesting. But I, I love the emotional parts of this movie. I did not love the comedy parts of the movie. And that's pretty much... Pretty much all I have to say. Um, what else was there? Um, I don't... I... I, whenever I think of Guardians, I think it's hilarious that in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they, they, they're they going to want some of the best-looking, buffest, athletic-looking movie stars, I would, I would think. And two of them are in this movie, in this franchise, and they play voices. One is... Bradley Cooper, who I think is a, I think he's a good-looking man, and he's a fit man, and um, he plays a voice, and he he does a really good voice voice work as Racket Rock, Racket, Rocket Raccoon, and then you have Vin Diesel. I'm not saying he's a good-looking man, but he's a fit man. And he plays a voice, which is interesting as well. Um, I don't know who Irina Shake is. Um, Bradley Cooper's 
ex-partner from 2015 to 2019. Anyway, um, I don't know what else to say about this movie. I think I think I'm done. What's his face? Um, Batista. He said that I read something that he or Dave Batista. He this movie is going to be the last time he played the role because he wants to play more dramatic roles and and the makeup is like ridiculous Uh, here's the thing like he's probably capable of doing dramatic roles but again he's a retired wrestler how well yeah i guess wrestler makes more sense because wrestler you are playing a character i'm not a big wrestling guy so i don't know but i know they play characters but ufc fighter to actor kind of baffles me uh, unless they get an acting coach or something. I don't know. Um, I think that's all I got. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, I apologize if anything I said in this episode um, offended anyone or affected anyone negatively. That's not my intention, but I do value people's honesty. And I, I just try to be true and honest to myself when I speak. I I respect honesty and I I think there should be more of it in this world. Uh, thank you for listening. I hope you are well. Take care of yourselves and each other. Do not abandon your friends to the um, wolves. If you have dreams and aspirations and ambitions in this world, I encourage you to... Do something about it. Go for it. Start today, no matter how small. Take small steps in accomplishing your goals and dreams. Um, It doesn't matter how small. Just go small. If you can't do it today, do it tomorrow. But don't procrastinate too much. This week I ate um, the worst I have in in months because I was so stressed from work and I, I just didn't have time to meal prep. I think I'm going to fall directly asleep if I don't press the stop button now. But uh, thank you for listening and say hi to your pets for me.